Have you ever been through a season of great pressure, confusion, uncertainty, fear of the unknown? Take heart because you might just be in God's refining fire, but don't be discouraged. He's in it with you, increasing your faith and dependency upon him. Join me each week as we embark on singleness, marriage, ministry, motherhood, and God's purpose in it all. Let's journey together through the process, testimony, and revelation of becoming more refined. Zechariah 13.9 says, And I'll put this third into the fire, and refine them as one refined silver, and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name, and I will answer them. And I will say, they are my people. And they will say, the Lord is my God. Welcome to the very first episode of The Refined Mama. It has been a long time coming, you all. And today's hot topic is singleness. Um, There's so much to that. We're going to have to have several episodes and several people come in and talking about that. (sighs) So let's dive straight in. Let's start with me Let me tell you a little bit about myself, just in case uh, you don't know me or you don't know my story. Um, My name is Kenzie Grantland, formerly Kenzie Poindexter. And um, let's talk about that. One day you guys will have a name change in Jesus' name (laughs) or giving away your name. And so anyways... um, Formerly Kenzie Poindexter, originally from Virginia, moved to Kentucky. Side note, let me just tell y'all, nobody from Virginia wants to say they live in Kentucky. Matter of fact, when they handed me my Kentucky license after two years of being here, they said, congrats, you're a Kentuckian. And I said, ew. (laughs) Y'all, I now love Kentucky. It's all good. Hey, Virginians, Kentucky is lovely. Anywho, so um, lived in Virginia for a good point of uh, point of my life. And since we're talking about singleness, I was single until I was 27, 28, no, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got married when I was 28. So it happened real quick. We'll get into that. And so... Yeah, lived a good point of my life single. I lived a good part of my life single, not saved, right? Then I lived about five years single, saved. Then I lived, I feel like we're always single and waiting, but I felt like towards the end there, I was single, waiting, and ready. Mark that because that's important. Singleness is such an important, hot topic. And like, literally, I can feel, I, I, I know how desperate I was to have my own. I know how much I yearned for that kind of affection and having my own family and husband and, and to want to be loved like that. I remember wanting to do life with somebody. I, I mean, it was just like, two years ago, but y'all, these two years have flown by. Um, But y'all, I remember how much my heart yearned. And I I can remember being in my bedroom praying and asking God, Lord, like, Father, am I doing something wrong? 
God, am I missing something? Is there, am I the reason why there is a delay? But y'all take heart. Don't give up. Don't lose faith. It's gonna come. It's gonna be right on time. And if you're, if your story's like mine, it's gonna move quickly and swiftly and it's gonna be like you never waited. I want to encourage you all to don't allow your get get that obsession in check because now that I am married, I am so glad that I had that season of singleness. And y'all, though it don't feel great in the time, y'all, you're going to love your your single season when you're married. Don't waste your single season drooling over marriage, y'all. It's going to come. Enjoy it. Because when you get married, everything changes. You're no longer just worried about you. But you're carrying your partner's burdens. Now you have children. And that's a blessing and a burden. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother series. But I want to encourage you all so much to enjoy this season. Because I promise you, when a marriage is... Excellent. It's awesome. I wouldn't go back. But what I would do differently is enjoy my singleness just a little bit more. But anyways, I got married at 28. I had a healthy amount of time to be single. I feel like God knew I am this very outgoing person. And to tie me down really early, I just wasn't ready. And sometimes, y'all, we feel ready and we are not ready. Okay, enjoy this time where it's just you and God. Be jealous over the time that you have with God. And if you're not saved, if you don't have a relationship with the with the Lord, I mean, enjoy your singleness and also get a relationship with God because that's going to make your singleness that much greater. Amen. So I love the questions that were submitted to this. And it says, how do I navigate? And... You know, I feel like now, well, being, before I got in church, I, of course, like, before I got saved, I longed for a man's attention. I longed for it. I would dress, I would dress certain ways. I would go to the clubs. I would do all, you know, do all these things that, that uns, us unsafe people do to get a man's attention, all for it to just fall apart anyway, all for it to be toxic. You know, you get cheated on, you get lied on, you get mistreated, you know, and it's just not healthy. I mean, but the same thing with being saved, you spend, well, and even unsaved, you spend a whole bunch of time compromising and dwelling on wanting to be in a relationship. And so how can we better navigate being single? And I remember when I was living in that singleness even saved, obsessing about wanting to be married and who's my husband? Oh, Lord, if it's him, send me a sign. And I spent a lot of time doing that, y'all. And um, ultimately, you know, the Lord had somebody in mind. And y'all, he was exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask, think, or imagine. Y'all, I made a list of things I desired in my husband. And I asked the Lord before I wrote that list to help me 
um, to write down things that he has for desires in my husband because God, I have spent a whole lot of time desiring after player players, athletes, tattooed from head to toe, living in this world after the things of this world. God, I have spent a lot of time desiring the wrong men. God, help me to write this list. And now some people on here are going to want a list. Some people aren't. You know what? Do what's best for you. God is a big God. He will use whatever you decide to use. As long as it's in, you know, good, perfect, pleasing. <laughs> but anyways, I made a list. And I made sure I included spiritual things and physical things. And just to give you a thing, y'all, let's let's go human for a second, okay? I am a human. I'm not all spiritual. I put tall. <laughs> I put handsome. Um, I pick, I put things that I like, like God, I hope he enjoys fitness. Um, and I put some other things on there. I pray Lord that I ask God that he's a spiritual leader, that he can lead me in, in the spiritual things. And, and, and I went, I don't remember everything I put on that list, but when I met Kevin, I went back to that list and y'all just to, just to tell you like, just to show you that God is the God of exceedingly, like, y'all, not only does he like fitness, but he owns his own gym. He's a personal trainer. Not only is he tall, but he's 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", on a good day. <laughs> um, not only is he, he's handsome, y'all. He's handsome. He real good looking. Um, I put on that list a good daddy and a great husband or a good whatever. And y'all, he exceeds that. And I put a spiritual leader. Y'all, my husband is a leader and he is growing uh, quickly in the things of God. And he has a calling on his life. And and I I love that God is the God of exceedingly. So write that list down. If you if you desire to have a list like that, and God will work, God will work it out. Amen. So what can you focus on and how can you better navigate this single season? I, I'm reminded of Rebecca. The script, Rebecca was shown to me and how, you know, she was busying herself in the field, y'all. She was going to, I think, fetch some waters to feed the camels or something like that. And um, and there, there was Abraham's ser servant searching her out. Come on. Searching her out. Searching for a wife for Isaac. Women, if you are on here, Busy yourself doing the works of the Lord. Busy yourself in church. Busy yourself if if the whatever and whatever the church has going on. Busy yourself. Be at every prayer meeting. Be it hold you a small group. Do what you are called to do and focus on that and focus on everything God. Because when you get married, you are going to have to focus on your husband too. Be jealous over your time with God. Be jealous over it. Spend it wisely. Throw yourself at God and, and, and submerge yourself in him. Focus on that. And I promise you that's going to fulfill a lot of your needs. Not to say that those thoughts and desires won't come back up. But if you'll busy yourself with God, that's it. Busy yourself with not only God, and maybe you don't have a relationship with God right now, but get one, okay? But also, busy yourself in building your career maybe or building whatever you want to do in, with your life. Busy yourself 
and and you will navigate yourself better. I promise you, if you dwell on being single and who's your wife, who's your husband, it's going to make your time go by so slow. Go on that trip. Go on choir tour. Go, I don't know, go to school. Go to a vocational school. Learn a new trade. Learn a skill. Um, I don't know. Start a Bible study. Um, I don't know. Do whatever uh, God has put in your heart to do. But uh, do it. Do it. Do it. But do it with the right heart. Don't be out here just doing unthing, everything ungodly. Do things because at the end, you will be judged for it. So spend your time busying yourself and not dwelling on being single. Okay. Um. That's all I have for the navigation part. How do I better navigate? Busy yourself. Okay. So the next thing that someone asked about was how can I prepare myself in my single season? Oh, I absolutely love this question because Esther. All right, y'all. Two women of faith that you guys need to go back. Even if it's a man listening to this, you guys can take away from this too. And maybe we'll have Kevin on here one day to talk to the men. But... Rebecca and Esther. Rebecca and busy in herself, somebody sought her out. They came to her where she was and found her. Preparation with Esther. Esther spent 12 months preparing to marry the king. Preparation in your single season is key. Your single season should be a time of preparation and devotion, being devoted to God and the things of God and preparing and developing those skills to be a wife. I'll never forget when um, Kevin came into my life, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I delivered you ready. Women of God and women who are going to be of God, be delivered ready. Do not try to become a wife when you are a wife. Be a wife before you become a wife. Okay? So that you're not trying. If, if And maybe it is that the Lord had you married early and you guys have to develop together. But for, for my sake and for my story, for those who are not married right now, for those who are single, get ready. Prepare yourself. Let me tell you some practical ways. The Lord so graciously put women in my corner and I lived with these women and they prepared me and gave me the skill set to be a wife. Practically speaking, um, they taught me how to make sure I make my bed every day. You know, I, I fall short. I do. I fall short sometimes, but I love a nice made bed now. Keeping my room tidy, making sure dishes don't get left in the sink. And these are all foundational principles. You're going to fall short in these things, especially when you have children. And y'all, yes, the thing about the kitchen and cleaning it every day is very true. I promise you, no matter how much you scrub your kitchen the, the day before, oh my God, it's going to be like you didn't touch it for a week. You feel me? Okay. So, uh, in that in my single season, especially when I got saved, those five years that I was up here in Kentucky, God prepared me to be a wife so that when Kevin came, I was delivered ready. And I remember one of my prayers being, Lord, teach me how to cook what my husband would eat. 
And y'all, I would try to cook, like, I would try to find these meals and, like, you know, like the Appalachian women would cook or your grandmama, mac and cheese, corn, bread, collard greens, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, hogs, you name it, right? I would try to cook those things often, but I didn't, I don't always eat like that, only on holidays, <laughs> but, um, but I was already naturally making things, things that Kevin already eats. I, I enjoyed meal prepping. I meal prepped chicken and salmon and broccoli and the vegetables. And I, I, I got up and ate, you know, I made overnight oats. All of these things Kevin eats. So I didn't realize it, but God was already putting in me the desires of, of, of my husband and he was putting those in me and I was already eating like that. So that when Kevin came, I wasn't learning how to cook healthy. I already knew how to cook healthy, okay? Amen. So prepare in this season. Ask the Lord to help you to, and, and, and men take this in your own perspective, but women, ask the Lord to help you to, you know, if, if you cook, ask, Ask the Lord, God, help me to cook things that my husband would want to cook. And it wasn't like I heard this divine voice that say, cook salmon for lunch. <laughs> no. Or your husband's going to be obsessed with chicken. No, I never heard that. But he was already putting in me desires to cook that way. So preparation, get ready to be a husband. Get ready to be a wife, okay? Don't spend your time dwelling on being single prepare for six months uh esther prepared with oils then the next month she prepared with more oils and and myrrh and i didn't do a deep dive into that but take that and apply that in your own life learn from other women and men who are married and have a god-centered god-reflective marriage you know in this season don't become so obsessed with marriage that you that you lose your singleness, okay? Enjoy it, embrace it, build, draw close to God. Um, and you know what? Learn from other married women and men. And you know what? Just ask God to lead you and to teach you and to send people in your life where, where you can um, draw from them to draw the, the, the good qualities that you need to possess and take that into your marriage. Because I can say for myself, the Lord has put, put, put people in my life to teach me and to give me traits and qualities uh, to become, you know, and continuing to become that wife that, um, you know, I'm called to be. So I thought I would bring a special guest in on this actually have two special guests you might hear one uh, but anyways you want to introduce yourself hello i'm kevin grantland hello kevin grantland <laughs> <laughs> on the first debut episode i'm a special guest this on is the cool. refined mama how do you feel i don't feel like refined mama but i feel like i'm a i'm a part of i'm a part of something i'm a part, You're of, part of the refined mama story yeah i think it's why i'm here do you, so you don't feel like a refined mama? No, 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 no. I, I, I can identify in some ways with the the whole process because 
I, I think one of the special things about this, uh, this um, section or chapter in our, in, a, in our lives is the refined part. Like yeah. no, no one can walk with Christ wholeheartedly and not be. So this is cool that you're bringing, shedding the light on this. And you are a big reason why I am refined. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That's a whole other story for a whole other day. And we will get into that. Yeah. We also have a refined baby in the making, so you'll probably hear her. But anyways, I thought I would bring Kevin on because from the perspective of a male, because we had a wonderful question come in and it was this um sometimes singleness can be confusing can you attest to that a hundred percent and the guy is the guy is supposed to pursue the lady but am i allowed to reach out first do we just wait until the lord plops a guy in front of us what action steps should i be taking within my singleness to prepare me for a relationship how do I know that I'm ready for a relationship? Again, it can all be so confusion, so much confusion. So I want to touch on all this and let's just break it down. Do you want to share maybe a little bit of our story? Yeah, well, we can always do that. I, I just wanted to address that first part real quick about the pursuit. Um, <laughs> Is the guy supposed to pursue the lady? Right. Am I allowed to reach out first? And th- that's a great question because we, we, there's intersection moments all the time with guys and guys and g- girls and, and singleness. And uh, I'm not going to text him. He should text me. And um, I keep on seeing Ooh, him. How popping many times up. has that gone through <laughs> our head? Especially it being a, a woman. I, I, I don't think it's so one sided that one side does nothing. Now, there are times where you are to be still. And you are to be silent, but again, because we're we're all that we're in this walk of faith, so there's always that season of uncertainty, and there's um, I don't know what to do. This is why before that man is plopped in into your lap, or that man is is just seemingly just now in. In a, in, involved in your life somehow or just keeps popping up or just keeps popping up in your spirit. I think before all that happens, you it's so important to make sure that you are rooted and anchored and submerged in Christ and in your walk with Christ that you have these promptings and you're almost guided in this season where it, you, you might feel like a little bit in the dark. You might feel like I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm in an uncomfortable position because of singleness and because now this guy or girl keeps on popping up. Um, but I would, I would make sure that in the waiting, you are so rooted, so submerged in your walk with Christ that you trust the promptings and the nudgings on your heart. So, Tell them, okay, our story. just give them a glimpse of the beginning and what that looked like. Because her question was, yeah. you know, as do I, <laughs> you know, do I approach this guy? Like, how did it work for us? Well, there was years prior to that we're going to elaborate on later. But I remember I was invited four or five times to community family. Kenzie's name wasn't even brought up. And... Um, 
yeah, on the fourth or fifth time that I was invited, I was almost challenged by another uh, man of God in that church. And uh, they were going to my gym at the time. And I just started going to church. At the, I, I didn't know that it was going to be my home church. I didn't know that I was getting ready to switch churches. I thought I was pretty happy in my little walk with uh, Jesus. But I was called to go deeper, deeper in my walk with not just Jesus, because that's, 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 yes, where it starts, and that's what it's centered around, but specifically me and discerning the Holy Spirit. And that was rooted and wrapped up in community family church. Mm -hmm. After the third time, or no, the second time, the second or third time I went to church there, I met Kenzie. Yes. And then it was, it was unique in how our paths continued to cross, because I'm... I, Pause right there, because it was actually <laughs> funny, because... Um, me and my girls were actually at home with, um, on that 10 day quarantine. Mm. And I had actually seen Kevin several times, well, twice on the team, the one week. And then the next week I saw him on the live and I saw like this big, tall black guy sitting up in the front row. And I'm like, mm, he's, you know, cause people don't know, single guys don't ever really sit in the front row of church unless they feel a call into the ministry. So, I mean, me and my girls, we peeped that. And actually, Kendall, if she might hear this, she was like, who's that guy? And and I was like, in my head, I don't know if, remember if I said this or not, but I'm like, mm, but he's not even cute. I actually saw him walk up on stage, and I'm like, mm, he's not even cute. I'm not even going to address that. But guys, that's why you don't sit in the back. You don't try to, you know, just, you know, Sit off to the side, sit up in your seats, pay attention at church, especially if the Bible preached church, baby. Let well, the spirit move. You sat in the front two, one, Wilma, by accident. And yeah, I two, didn't even mean to do that. It, you were hungry and you were unashamedly hungry. there for the Lord. Thus, your hunger for the Lord made me notice you and right. made us notice you. But anyways, so he got invited to our church. He, uh, We noticed him. And then come that that third week, we we finally met. Yeah. Uh, my my, she's like my mother. She said, "This is my trainer," and I'm like, "Oh, you have a trainer? Is that like your horse trainer?" <laughs> you know. And if you know Kevin, that's hilarious because um, no, he's a personal trainer. And, <laughs> and, and I, I don't I don't fit on a horse. No, he doesn't fit. He's too big. And so I really thought it was her horse trainer, but no, it's her personal trainer. Fast forward. He comes to our church, and then what happens? Well, I, well, the Lord just started working on on my heart to go deeper. I think He knew in this upcoming season because I was going through a very dark season uh, in my personal life, and um, it was it was important that I got deeper and more, even more so rooted, like 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 I just previously said, submerged in the Word of the Lord, and I mean, really having a, a, a discerning spirit so that you can be guided even in moments of uncertainty. And a couple, uh, maybe a week, or maybe less than two weeks. It was, it was right around the, the two week mark. I'm getting ready to go home <laughs> for my morning shift at the gym. And in is walking a gorgeous, curly haired, just naturally just curly haired, refined mama. I wasn't and refined at that time. <laughs> you were about to be, but um, 
oh my goodness. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay. <laughs> and uh, turns out that my, my 10 o'clock client at the time you was running a little bit late. Yes. And she, well, she was running late, probably because of you. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in and we had a fantastic, um, I guess, first real impression because you didn't tell them about the first impression when, when she leaned in and she was introduced to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I leaned yeah. in. I said, "Y'all, yeah, my name ahead. is, yeah, hey. My, my hey, my name is Kevin." And oh, I said it good, y'all. I said it good. Okay, like her, picture, her, her little spirit this. was this, was this trembling. The first time I meet this six, six four, five. six you four. Said, he'll six, say five. he'll say six five, but the doctor said six four. So we'll get the six fives for the sake of this podcast. He's wearing red, right? I'm single for years. I mean, years. I'm praying for a husband, right? I mean, I'm. The, the the desire for a husband is burning within me, and here comes this six five beauty. Let's not, let's not forget to mention that he had one of his clients who was a woman with him, and he comes up to me and he says, "Oh." Also, before he comes up to me, people are surrounding him because not too many tall six five black men come into community family church. <laughs> And in, people are surrounding him. Right, Independence, Kentucky. And anyways, he finally comes over and he leans over and he says, Hello, I'm Kevin. And he shakes my hand firmly. Um, the fire comes over me. I immediately get hot. Like, oh my God, what's happening here? He has a lady here with him. What is? What the heck is going on? He's a player player. My <laughs> thoughts were, um, no, I... I I ain't about this guy. He's probably, you know, he first of all, he's handsome and he's tall. He's probably compromised. Um, and he can't, he doesn't live the holiness way. So I'm not even going to entertain this idea. Like, mm, he's probably not for me. Long story short, two weeks later, I finally give in to going to his gym. And um, I'm super excited. I am getting like a two, 12-year-old little girl. And, um, on this first workout, actually, I had a panic attack, <laughs> uh, because he, he made me train so hard, but anywho, she had her headband on, I mean, wristband, she, she was, no. I mean, just ready to go. Just Anyways, ready. to answer this lovely question, let's go back and read it for a second. The guy is supposed to pursue the lady, but am I allowed to reach out first? Okay. I think there are, okay, I never think it is good for a woman to appear thirsty. Pastor Tom will always say that men are hunters. They're going to go after what they want because they're hunters. And and up until I met Kevin, I never had a guy pursue me the way that he did. Up until that point, it was me kind of holding excuse you <laughs> it was uh, it was me holding back my chase um and it never really worked out for me when I put myself out there I felt or like when I was trying to you know make it no it never really worked out trying for me trying to get his attention trying to get his attention yeah that absolutely never worked from unsaved you know how we do when we're unsaved the way we dress the way we talk the way the clubs we go to they put myself out there like that never worked. Save version of me, me sliding in somebody's DMs or hearting their pictures or 
you know, that never worked out for me either. The difference is when Kevin came along, y'all, he like, okay, I know this generation's a little different, but he's like, you're 37, at that time 36. And what made it different is he would call, he called me. And I was like, oh my God, he's calling me like a grown man. And, and I love that. Even before that, I, I want to back up real quick. And thank you for that. But I... <laughs> yeah, girl, that's Amen. why you're here. Um, <laughs> trying to explain how you got here. Um, but the the pursuit should... I I like the idea of any woman that catches the eye of someone, preferably the one, is A, yes, they're available, but they aren't just so available, meaning... Like, there should be an active pursuit, I think, on both um, both sides. The willingness mm-hmm. to step out, the willingness to be truthful, the willingness to, to start the transparency in starting a relationship and building a relationship is so important. And it, it honestly, it, it, it happens soon. I'm not saying anybody should rush, but it should be relatively prompt. Now, here's another thing. We are human and we don't always get it right. So there could be some instances where you get introduced to somebody and then you drop the ball or you lack in communication or you get busy and then you put one thing in front of another. And then the Lord is so gracious as to circle that person back around, circle that person back around and all of a sudden you have another opportunity. So if opportunities continue to arise, I would really suggest to to, to just being still, heeding, praying, and allowing the the uh, the Lord to grab your attention again. That's why it's so important again to be rooted and submerged. So, so I think there's probably stories where the woman pursued the man and it worked out. I would say, I feel like for a Christian woman, I feel like that you know you. I waited for the Lord to send some. I, ne- I always felt to be still mm-hmm. at my church. There were op- there was opportunities to leave. There was uh, encouragement to go. But I always felt that I needed to keep my feet planted. And I needed to stay in church. And stay at community and not really go places. And that the Lord would send my husband there. And so four or five years later, you know, here he comes. And... He, he came to where I was. He came to my church. And then after he came there, I went to where he was. So kind of like um, like Ruth, like I went to where you were. And so once, so it, yeah, so God brought him there. He showed us. And then I went to where he was. And so I feel like for a Christian woman, that's how it kind of, you know, should should work out. You you keep doing the work of the Lord. You keep yourself busy. <laughs> um, and and she did not come alone too. I mean, it's not like you just go yeah, places go and 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 you guys are alone and this that and the other. She came to a public place with a trusted like mother woman in her life. So I mean, it 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 couldn't have been scripted. It couldn't have been written up any better. And it 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 was an equal. I don't want it to be so PC, but it was like an equal opportunity pursuit to, you know, show one another each other. And that was that was the good Lord introducing 
us and I'm really looking forward to showing or to describing what happened next but it was it was a beautiful first impression uh it was a hilarious first impression I think we'll go back and um yeah. tell everybody so how you I have a question what? and tell everybody how you pulled my chair out oh yeah we got we'll a really funny we'll talk about that later so how do you feel about women like pursuing you like or pursuing a man that there is just like Moses was given the words to say, I mean, you really have to allow the, the spirit to lead here because under our own power, we could be distracted by attraction. We could be distracted by what seems and so enticing and ooh, energetic, exciting. And we have to be spirit led. I'm but not saying is it, it. Is it attractive? Like, let's put this in practical, like put this in practical form. Is it attractive when a woman pursues a man? It is attractive and praise God that I was mature enough not to be not not to be overtaken by it. And then all of a sudden my flesh is leading and to being able to heed to the spirit. So, yes, it is attractive. However, um, if I was younger, I don't know if I would have read that right and been, you know, stayed so respectful. And it's all about timing, timing. too, like divine timing. And Not truly, manufactured time. All this gets back to really submitting yourself to God in your singleness. And that divine time will come. Because if you try to pursue that guy, or if you, if you try to do it out of the time frame that God has for you, it's not going to work. Correct. So I would almost say like, okay... Maybe maybe you sliding into somebody's DMs or you making yourself known that you are available. Like, maybe that will work for you, right? But in God's timing. Like, you can't do it when you're not ready and when that guy's not ready. Because it, it just won't work. And uh, j just to leak the part two or a future podcast, there was right... After we met, there was a there was a uh, a season to where we had to obey and uh, yep, that's adhere to what the spirit was saying and directing us to do, and uh, that this is when oh my goodness, obedience comes into play yeah. over everything that uh, we both desired. So um, praise God. Um, I. From a pursuit standpoint, I think it is an equal opportunity, divine. It's all about exchange. divine timing. Divine, 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 divine. You got to seek the Lord, and I mean literally everything, literally everything. Every, I mean every text message. Because I remember uh, an immediate text message that happened after I was just, I was just thanking her for coming to my gym, being so professional, y'all. And then we engaged in a conversation via text before I even asked for a number. And I was really, really, because I was in a dark season, I didn't want to be um, untruthful at all or um, um, appearing to be one thing, but really walking in another. I got honest quick, guys. I unpacked um, quick because I, I didn't have time to A, B, a lie. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't have time to beat around the bush. I didn't have time to audition. I didn't have time to sound impressive. <laughs> I literally got transparent. And uh, there's also, you, you, you got to seek the Lord in every single message, every single conversation. Um, because 
I, there was no script or playbook that I could follow for this moment and to be obedient in it. Um, cause when God's speed starts to take over, my goodness, <laughs> things start moving fast. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Um, thank you for your grace and your patience through it all. And I can't wait. And I look forward to watching this develop in summary. Um, it's in the way you posture your prayers. It's all about God's divine timing, okay? Divine timing, the posturing your prayers. If you want your husband to come to your church, if you want your husband to seek you out, I pray, Lord, send him to my church and the Lord. And, you know, I believe that was a part of God's desires and his will for my life. So because I was asking the Lord for his desires out of my belly came the, the prayer that was aligned with his will. God sent my husband to me. He found me. Okay. If that's what your heart desires, pray for that. Pray for that. Or ask God to put you in the right place at the right timing. All right. Posture your prayers. Wait on God's divine timing. And surely it will come and it won't delay. Right before Kevin came into my life, I said, God, do you want me to be married and have children? If not, take this desire out of my heart because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and shortly after that, maybe three months or four months later, Kevin came into my life. And so you guys let God work on you in this season. Enjoy it. Embrace it as much as you can and ask God to put in you the desires of your heart, of his heart that he has for your spouse. All right, guys, I will see you all next week. Submit questions, whatever, tag me, share this, tell somebody that needs to hear about it. And I will see you all soon.